Welcome to The Strongers Podcast. My name is Kristen Hill and we are in an Enneagram season. And what the Enneagram is, it's a really popular personality test. And what we want to do throughout this season is to show you how uniquely you were made in God's image through each personality type that they lay out. So get ready to learn more about yourself and others through this podcast. Welcome to our Enneagram season. We are here with Pastor John, and we are doing the challenger, which is him. Mm. He is a type 8. And for those of you who want a little more information on that type, Eights are action-oriented leaders. You know them or are one of them because they love to take charge and are always on the hunt for solutions, Mm. which couldn't be more right on for Pastor John. But you ready for me to ask you some questions? Yeah. Okay. So question number one, what do you wish people knew about eights? And do you feel like there are any misconceptions? I feel like, I feel like the big misconception is that we don't get hurt and like Mm. people can say harsh things about us and it's not going to affect us. And I think at least me, but a lot of eights, I know we have really soft hearts. And, uh, I think we do try to shield ourselves with a hard outer shell um, but with most eights that you know, know that we do feel like really deeply, and um, we don't like we don't like letting people down around us. And when we do, like a lot of times when we get wounded, it causes us just to act harder. And uh, there's a big softness inside of all of us. So, so what do you think the big difference between male eights and female eights are, or is there none? Man, I honestly I think it's pretty similar. I think our society. Um, allows male eights to probably thrive a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of a lot of different stereotypes for female eights, like there's there's different different ways of expressing the eightness that God's given to us. Um, but I think all eights, male and female that I've encountered, like I said, have a tendency to have a very soft heart that is like expressed in weird ways and protected in dysfunctional ways. So yeah. that's insightful. Yeah. So in your opinion, what are the greatest strengths of an eight? I would say it's pretty easy for me to have an unyielding determination to accomplish a goal Mm -hmm. that I deem important. And I don't think, I think that's always been natural to me. It's always been like, Hey, I mean, why would you give up? Why would you stop? We haven't won yet. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like why, why are people quitting? I don't understand. But, um, that's just always been a part of who I am. And I didn't realize that that was an unnatural thing for other people. Um, but I'm, I don't, I don't quit, you know? And I think that's a cool part. Um, the older I get, the more I'm like, I'm really grateful that God wired me in that way to, to not feel like quitting is an option. Yes. Yeah. What are some other strengths? Uh, I, I mean, obviously, it's easy for me to see a mission in the moment. Like every mm-hmm. conversation that I have, every interaction that I have, I, it's easy for me to picture. And I think for most eights, it's easy for us to picture how this is a part of a greater goal. People mm-hmm. have talked about energy that we have. Um, I think I have a lot of ups and downs with my energy. I may be atypical in that way because of health issues that I have. But I do know that I think that it's, I am able to work harder than a lot of people that I've encountered. And I think that you know, the more I learn about the Enneagram, the more I recognize that's a part of the giftedness of the way that God designed us as AIDS. And that's a pretty cool thing. It is very. Yeah. I When I first met you, that was something that I noticed that I was very drawn to was the way that you always saw a vision and mission for every aspect of mm. life, not just the big things, but also the smaller things. Yeah. I think that's really cool. So what part about being an eight makes you cringe? How do you rely on Jesus with that? Well, I think when you see your faults, embodied in other eights like whenever anybody sees or falls embodied in anybody else Mm -hmm. like it makes it makes me cringe i think watching eights act socially dysfunctional pushing people away acting like they don't care when they do it makes me cringe 
I have, and, and apparently all eights have this. I wasn't aware of this until I started studying Enneagrams, but I have a deep fear of betrayal and people leaving me. And um, yeah, that hurts really, really deeply. And watching other eights lose their minds over that just reminds me of different times in my life where I have feared that. And I think being married to you, like, I know because you're, you know, and eights only need a few close friends, but because you're my best friend, mm-hmm. um, I don't have that same fear that I used to have. But but feeling betrayed, like acting dysfunctional in that way, it really makes me cringe. I think doing things that are kind of like socially unacceptable, um, getting corrected, but then acting like we don't care because mm-hmm. we have a bigger goal, like that makes me cringe because I know that deep down we do care, um, but acting acting like people can't hurt us and acting mean to people who we feel have betrayed us, that just makes me cringe, you know, mm-hmm. when I see other eights doing that. And, and we do it a lot, but yeah, um, I see it all the time, like in this community that we're in with other eights. I'm like, oh, I know what you're doing. I see what you're doing. And I know there's a soft heart in there. What if you just got vulnerable and expressed it healthily rather than being mean? Right. Well, and I feel like that fear of betrayal, the, that's a downside to it. But the mm-hmm. upside to that is you're very loyal. It's true. We don't quit on people we love. That is yep. facts yep. <laughs> right there. Yep. Um, and you know what? I'll add to yeah. that. Like, I think as I've, I've led various um, ministries and churches, it's really, it really hurts. And, you know, I know that in church people come and people go sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a cost to that. But I find that, like, people leaving hurts on a really deep level that I've had, I've just had to give that to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's a part of ministry. That's a part of life, you know? I mean, whether it's through death or through moving or through like hurt feelings and emotions, like I need to trust God's sovereignty in different situations rather than thinking like I failed people and they're leaving, you know, it's a big deal, but. Yes, that's mm -hmm. good. So how does being an ape affect your relationships with others Mm -hmm. and also with Jesus? Well, I mean, I think we have a tendency to be bulldozers, you know, bulldog. Uh, what is that? A raging bull in a china shop, mm-hmm. you know, um, sometimes. And I think I, along with many other eights early in life, um, particularly like school age, you know, high school, middle school age, can tend to be very overbearing, um, enforcing our will in different situations. And that can come off well or come off poorly. Uh, what was the question? How does it affect your relationships being an eight? Oh, so yeah, I mean, I think we can be overbearing. I think that early in our careers, when we're just starting out, it's difficult to not be in charge and we have to yield ourselves to others, even though we think we might have better solutions. Um, so I think that's that was a difficult hurdle to overcome for me. And I know for other eights, like that's something that's difficult. And I think in relationships, like practicing being vulnerable and expressing hurt in healthy ways and in clear, articulate ways to the people we love or are in relationship with is a really effective way of developing intimacy that eights sometimes miss out on. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think it's been important to me to learn to express hurt in ways besides anger. Like mm-hmm. when I'm most hurt, when I'm most hurt, I'll say angry, hurtful things about people who have hurt me. And and I've learned that instead of saying those angry things, it's really helpful for me to to actually like think, what are the motions behind this anger? And it's like, hey, I, I feel like they're going to leave me, you know, or mm-hmm. I feel like they are leaving me. I thought I could trust them. And I feel like they don't like my leadership, which is kind of like, for me, something that's really valuable. You know, I want people to like the way I lead. Feels so, like they're saying they don't like you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And just processing that emotion so that, like, it's not just anger and wrath that I feel towards somebody, but understand, like, there's a deeper hurt that's there. Yeah. I think something relationally that I've noticed in you that I think is rare is, it goes with you say we, you have a broader picture, but in relationships, 
if we are in a fight, mm-hmm. you're like, we are not stopping until this is done. Right. Which early in our marriage, it was like, peace out, we're done. I want to go cry in my room alone. And you're, you know? Like, we're not like, done yet. Yes, but yeah. that's really a great thing that you guys yeah. bring to the table. Yeah, we you, fight to completion for sure. And fight to make people better. Yeah, we want to do that. Yes. Yeah, and I feel loved. When people confront me, I feel really loved. I had a friend of mine come in my office the other day and tell me how I had hurt them. And I just felt so loved. Like they came in and the fact that rather than leaving me, mm-hmm. they said, hey, here's how you hurt me and why it really hurt. And, you know, they cried on me and everything. And I was like, man, I just feel so loved that you cared enough about me to like show me how I can improve. And like, thank you. Will you forgive me? And just thank you, thank you, thank you. Like, I don't know. That was one of the most loving things that somebody's done for me. You know, you do lots of loving things for me. But somebody that's like no, not no. you that has done for me, mm-hmm. like, man, I just felt so cared for in that moment. Yes. Um, that I was given that improvement opportunity. And that's like, I know all eights, I think we love confrontation. And I think that when we're unhealthy, because we feel loved in confrontation, like Ooh. we try to start it. Ooh. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think like when I've been I at my do. unhealthy, yes, <laughs> you do know that. And I think a lot of a lot of eights, you might recognize that in your life. Yeah. You know, um, they, if you're unhealthy, you're going to start confrontation. And if you're married to an eight, you know, just understand like they're looking for affection. Mm-hmm. And that's like one of the ways that they know how to do it. Maybe you could help them get affection in more healthy ways than fighting. Yes. Right. That's really good. So... What traits of an eight best reflect Jesus's character and God's image, in your opinion? I think God's love is relentless for us. I mean, I think he's unstoppable, unyielding, you know, unrelenting. And I feel like that is, I am able to embody that for other people. Like, I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'm not mm-hmm. going to stop, you know. And uh, obviously, you know, we just finished up this relentless series. And, you know, that I think that's a part of God's heart for us. Um, but part of that, I picked that because I knew I could teach on that. Um, that part of God's heart really well because I understand it and mm-hmm. I feel it and connect with it. So, yeah. Anything else that you see that best reflects God's image? Through In me? Mm-hmm. Unrelenting, unyielding. I think God has a vision for every part of our life. I think our life is an extraordinary gift that God has given us. And, you know, the older I get, the shorter it feels. And the shorter I understand that it is, you know, when we think about our role, even in in the entire universe, like how Mm -hmm. small we are. um, I just think as an eight, like we want to maximize every moment and every second and every part of our life. And I think that's a reflection of God's character Mm -hmm. too. Like we live with urgency. I think God has intentionality in everything that he does. So, And I also think, I guess something I was thinking was, it says that God disciplines those he loves. Yeah. And I think eights, it may feel like discipline, but you're confrontational. Yeah. And you're, you're going to confront people you love because right. you love them so much that you don't want them to hurt. You don't want them to live in sin. Yeah. And I think, in my opinion, I loved everything you said, but that's one of the things I think best reflects God's image in you is right. I know that you, sometimes it hurts or has hurt, mm-hmm. will hurt, but I know that you... It's because you love me so much yeah. and you want me to level up and be more like Jesus. I so do. I love that about AIDS. Yeah. So. This is why I say we fight for our marriage all the time. Too. I tell the church <laughs> like Chris and I fight for our marriage yeah. and, and we do and it's an expression of my love for you. Mm-hmm. So. True. So what traits of an eight do you easily agree with and any that you disagree with? You know, and I think every test, whether it's Myers-Briggs or, um, you know, any personality test, you know, Arnold Profile or Enneagram, like various people are going to fit more or less in each one. Like I think I'm about as classic eight 
as you can be. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I read that and I've done other ones where I'm like, you know, that isn't me or whatever. Um, But for Enneagram, one of the reasons I love it is for my personality in particular, like I'm dead center eight. Like that's me. Like there's there's none of it where I'm like, oh, you know what? I don't really relate to that. You know what I mean? Like all of it. It's like, well, yep, that is, that's me. Spotlight. I'm an eight. Yes. You know, so, and I think almost anybody who knows me, even if you have any acquaintance with the Enneagram, like you're going to know that I'm an eight. Like, how has Jesus made you less an eight? Like, how has has he had you overcome weaknesses of eights? Like, yeah. does that question make sense? Yes. Uh, peace. You know, I think that's one of the big things. I don't. I think apart from Christ, for an eight, there's all there's an unrelenting urgency to fix broken things, and it's never the task is never complete. And I think in Christ, like in spite of things not going the way that I want, which they never do, mm-hmm. um, there is peace and satisfaction. And I think eight, one thing that I've read about for eights that I relate to is an unyielding dissatisfaction with everything in life. Hmm. Like every single thing I encounter, I'm not satisfied with. It's immediately not enough, not good enough. I want more. Um, and it's not that I want more. I want to be better. You know what I mean? I want to be better. And, and I imagine in my mind, I lust after like an image that's going to be better. Um, and it's not. And I think in Christ, I've been able to say, this is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like amidst the chaos, like God's promises are real and Christ's um, work and blood is, 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 is sufficient and his mm-hmm. grace is sufficient in my life. Um, and that's been a really good thing that I think apart from Christ, I wouldn't experience. So. True. Mm-hmm. I love that. Mm-hmm. So we are going to end this with some challenges. So all of the eights watching, we want to challenge you to do all of or one of these three things. So embrace vulnerability as an effective way to connect with others and allow them to also support you. Listen to others without feeling the need to get involved. Mm. And ask God to help you be aware of your own strengths and notice when it becomes a wall with less aggressive types. And I know John hit on that pretty well. But what one of these three things will you take on as a challenge? Well, I mean, I think for our marriage, for sure, listening without feeling the need to get involved (laughs) is a continuing issue, an unrelenting issue. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it's hard for me to hear something and not express an opinion. I think even at work, you know, I think that's a big challenge for me too, um, is sometimes people just want to tell you about something and they don't want you to tell them all the ways that they could do it better. So, yes. That's good. That's a good challenge. So we want to challenge you, if you are an eight watching, to pick one of these challenges and ask God to help you overcome it and help you be in it. And we thank you so much for watching and tuning in today. Can't wait to join you next time as we talk about type nine, which is the peacemakers. Thank you for checking out the Strong Roots podcast. If you are curious what your type is, make sure to check out the link in the description below. And if you don't want to miss out on any future content, make sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. And we are praying that your roots stay strong.